You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. The delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw, the runner breaks to the plate, here's the throw, wow. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Welcome to NS9 Live. I am your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, my co-host, Tyler, a.k.a. Wagner Kutch, and Jim Rosati. What up, fellas? How's it going? I, I love the fact that Jim followed up on me. Peace sign. Good stuff. I'm not even watching you. I'm not even watching you. Nah, I mean, I mean, we'll no take it. Is. Yeah, whatever. True. True, true, true. Ladies love me. I'm like Val Venus back in WWE days. Man, that guy. Val Venus. I don't know why that name came to my oh, that, mind, but we'll take that it. That career went down. <clears throat> yeah, he uh, did. He ever? I think he was an Intercontinental Champion at one point. Like, I think he got to that, but I can't really. Remember. I don't. I don't Hello, know why you would know ladies. that. Ladies. Yeah, Donardo's point is about as far as we should know about him. Right. Right. What? No, I, I want to say he was an Intercontinental Champion. Could have been. I don't even know what I that means, so okay. <laughs> you know who Val Venus is, but you don't know what the Intercontinental Champion is? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like a secondary belt. Like You've got the WWE Championship, and then you got the Universal Championship, uh-huh. and then you've got the Intercontinental Championship. And the United States Championship. And then back in the day, Jeez, they had the European Jim. Championship, too. They had the European title, too. Yeah, I'm for real. Are you saying you didn't watch, like, WWE Raw when you were a kid? I, no, I mean, like, I did. Yeah. I, like, I, I watched, I watched wrestling when era? I was, like, young, young. And then I got out Jim, of it. to be fair, he was watching Hulk Hogan when he was young. I, well, I mean, That's to true. be fair. He's a lot I, older. I did watch Hulk Hogan when I was young. But they but, they had the Intercontinental title at that point. Like that wasn't that's not that new of a thing. Okay. I don't know any of the titles. I don't I don't, I guess I just wasn't that into it. But I watched them when I was young, I got out of it, and then I got back into it like right right when it was blown up again with like Steve Austin and The Rock, you know, and yeah. Val Venus. But I don't know. I mean, you're breaking down all the titles and stuff. I I don't know the names of them. I just want so to see like Rock- a guy smack some beers and you know. Found them. What were you, 17 when that happened? Uh, no, I got back into it like in ninth grade. <laughs> so <laughs> close. <Okay. laughs> so while Stone, Stone Cold is smashing beers on his face, I was seven. Yeah, yeah, that's about Let's right. See. That was probably, what, 97? When did, I mean, Stone Cold won the King of the Ring in like 96. And Jeez. that was like what propelled him. I don't and then, know. Why would yeah, I know so, that? So I would have been like nine or ten. I didn't know you were that big 10. in the wrestling, Jim. Oh, I love wrestling. I love wrestling today, like now, current wrestling. A favorite wrestler of all time. It's Stone Cold. It's got to be. Really? That's fair. Yeah. So that's a good pick. Like, I mean, he was he was he made the whole show back then. Like it was like one yeah. Stone Cold gonna come out, and then you the glass, you know, the glass breaks, and it's like, all right, let's go. You knew something crazy was gonna happen. Mine's mine's a little off the wall, but I'm a Hardy Boys kind of guy. Mm. All right, they're I still love around. Love the Hardy Boys. <laughs> they're old, yeah, right? Jeff's, old as hell. But Jeff's had some tough luck. Yeah, yeah, both of them have, but yeah, Jeff, Jeff a little bit a more, much better. Yeah, Jeff a little bit more. I've I've gone down rabbit holes with Jeff Hardy where yeah Sting about murdered him. Yeah, so speaking of that, although let me let me throw in here rough times because you're talking about WWF at the time. Were you a uh, big WCW guy too? I was. I was. I was biggest. more WWF than 
than WCW. Ouch. Yeah, like WCW the, all the, the way. Like the Monday night like wars that were that went on. I was I was watching Raw all the way. See, I was WCW because I love Bill Goldberg. Yeah, I never liked Goldberg. I loved Goldberg. The fact that he wrestled like six times and was 40, you know, was awesome. I want to know who's in the chat it. right now that was into uh into wrestling. Who was I don't your know favorite anybody wrestlers? that was like if you're not into wrestling at that point, you're lying. I kind of feel that's true. It, it was well, like it was, the it was kind yeah. of the it thing. Yeah. Yeah, but then the yeah. WWF at that time had the uh gosh. What did they call it? the attitude era? Yes. The attitude mm-hmm. era, yeah. The attitude era was so awesome. Right. And I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like when Stone Cold, like in his heyday, when you had like Stone Cold, you had The Rock, you had Triple H, you know, you had DX. Sable. Jim, if like, you were walking around giving the suck it to all your teachers, then you still do, like, I still do that. I still go around giving the suck it to people. Well, and there you go. Like, like how Tyler's saying, like, I mean, if you weren't into wrestling, you were. I mean, that was a pop, pop culture thing. Yeah. Who yeah. didn't no, I mean, I remember. Yeah, I mean, I remember like me and my friends getting trouble in school because like we would do it. Like we would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I remember being like eight years old and Stone Cold flipped someone off on screen and I walked past my entire family flipping middle finger and dad was not proud of that. <laughs> and this is why Tyler is the way he is today. Look, I mean, what'd you You had me watch a pay-per-view wrestling match in night. 19- in 1999, I'm going to mimic what Stone Cold does. The old mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Well, and I then, mean, and well, to tie it into the Pirates, too, Jason Kendall, his walk-up music was... Uh, road Dog. Was, was the Road Dog, yeah. And uh, then Billy Gunn, tag team I, champions I, of the world. I'm not going to... I think Road Dog might be a top five wrestling entrance of all time. Oh, the whole like both of them together. The tag that tag team was <laughs> was awesome. They would come out, they would do the speech, and I mean, you, you you couldn't not be hyped about it. But I mean, oh, you didn't know, right? Has to be like top five wrestling music ever, right? And the fact that that was Kendall's walk up music was pretty sweet. Was awesome. Yeah. Uh, another thing I yelled out about because my I didn't know what I was saying and. I just said, yo ass, but a call somebody. <laughs> so yeah, they bleeped said, out. They bleeped that know, out like, at the Three River Stadium. Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> but I mean, I watched wrestling too, so I knew what it was. And this is what I bring up that, here. So since we somehow we got on the topic of wrestling, and Jim's so infatuated. So again, like that was the peak of wrestling. And you're right. The intros, I think, was made it to a whole other level. Because think about this too. Like you had actual albums that were coming out, being released, oh, and. Yeah. Think there was like remixes to all this stuff, so the the intros they are still becoming a those. big thing. And then think about all the wrestling games, like that, like PlayStation came out. They were fun, right? Mm-hmm. You could create the wrestlers, you could add the intros, you know, the the flames on the uh, the ring yeah. and stuff. Like there's all that the stuff you could actually moves. like create stuff. So like the video games to me too took to a whole new level. And I'm trying to think what yeah. it was. I think it was <laughs> what was like one of the most. I think it was Raw. So Smack, Raw. SmackDown was the video game. Like they came out with SmackDown and then they came out with the video game SmackDown. Yeah. So maybe it was SmackDown. I remember that one. But WD, so I want to ask too about WCW because I never watched WCW that much either. But they had some legit video games, right? And, and Nintendo 64. Oh mm-hmm. my God. I played the hell out of that game. Yeah, no, wrestling video games game. were, pretty, were pretty good. I don't remember what game it was, but the one I played, I think it was the first one you could throw a guy through the cage. Like it, <laughs> you would play a steel cage match, and there was a little square at the top where you just, I would take Undertaker and just choke slam people into the cage <laughs> all day. Right. Until they would break. And it was awesome. So Cody mentions the best yeah. wrestling game was um, SmackDown vs. Raw in 2008. See, so I don't I remember think it was far that, that one. That would have been like my college years. I was I was playing NCAA football, and that was basically mm. it at that point. Speaking of which, which ooh, 
NCAA Tyler football the Segway coming King. back. Yeah, yeah. What I do? You know what though? One like huge downfall, downfall, and Tyler will like this one, but there was no NCAA video game when Lamar Jackson was in college. That would oh, be trash. Him being in an NCAA football game would be just nasty. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'm not gonna lie. I'll that give would you that. Be nasty. Because I would run the triple option to death with him. Oh, it's all you, I mean, all you'd have to do. You could just run that Michael Vick Madden offense. Where I, I, you just, just I was just going to say. Every time. Who would have been more dangerous? Coverage. Yeah. Coverage you Lamar throw, Jackson and, you know, run. NCAA or, or Michael Vick and Madden. What was it? 05? Jim, you don't know my Madden prowess. The Norder can speak to it. I don't I know put, your Madden prowess. No. You don't. We... Donardo was in a league with us. Yeah, I don't. My quarterback. Oh was, God, okay. Was Nick Marshall from Auburn? I remember Nick Marshall. Yes, he yes, was not going to speak to this. <laughs> I put him at quarterback, and I ran the triple option down people's throats. I hated Tyler. Everyone hated me. Because I just ran the triple option. It was so dumb. You weren't good. You just <laughs> <laughs> he found a loophole. Like he, he like found the glitch in the system. <laughs> it's not my fault that I drafted a fourth round running back that ran a four two, <laughs> and I was like, "Yep, mine." And then I mix in the wildcat, and I just run a jet sweep with the guy that ran a four two, and nobody could stop me. Everyone was so mad at me, other than. Someone's kid. I don't remember him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kid. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, had, we I mean, had NCAA like a, coming yeah. back out. It, it was tough. That's huge. NCAA football coming back out is one of the best pieces of news there, there could be. Now the only thing we need to do is figure out a way to buy a PlayStation 5. Because I don't even know if they actually exist. Like, I see them. Like, see people say they have them, but... I've never seen one before, nor have I seen one they're available. They're photoshopped. Yeah. I've only they're, seen pictures, not, not a video, not an actual video. <laughs> but no, for no, real, I, mean, I, I struck out again today. Walmart released them at 3 o'clock. Yeah. I was there all the way to 340, and then bam, sold out. I mean, you I go to Target and you see all the PlayStation one. 5 video games, but there's no PlayStation 5, and you're like, how do you actually play these games? Right. Bernardo, why did you care that much to be up till 340? P.M. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I did see the notification that they were they were. Although I was actually back up back. about three o'clock in the morning, anyway. So if it was in the morning, I also probably could have done it. See, my brain it it goes back to high school where it was Call of Duty's coming out. We're gonna be up all night waiting. We're gonna go park outside GameStop. Oh yeah, Madden, Call of Duty. I was midnight. I was there. Sure. And then. Hey, Bob, call me off school. Yeah, that was my that was my teenage years. I know you're in your like mid twenties by that. I wasn't a teenager. I didn't have to go to school. I I know. I didn't have to ask mom. <laughs> I just went. So well, I did. Well, in the Norder's case, I got to call work and call off. Talking about the PS Five too. How about how about the cover of uh, of the show? That looks pretty. It looks pretty badass. That Tatis with the bat flip. That's got to be the most legit game, like sports game cover I've ever seen. Like that is so, so good. Because not only like the moment of it, right? Not only Tatis, like that iconic picture, mm-hmm. but like just the, the background, the entire like illustration of the cover looks so legit. I love that. Yeah. Now it looks, it looks good. Like, now, it's like, again, now it's just like we need to find PS5s because to play it. Yeah, who knows? So let me bring this up. We can tie this into Pirates talk a bit because there was definitely a lot of hype, and of course, you know, around Pirates Twitter, definitely because it's within Pittsburgh. I mean, it is the year of 2021, so it's the show 21. I know there's a, a big push, some movement to get Roberto Clemente on the cover. Do you guys take issue that it wasn't Clemente this year? I'm gonna be honest. I, I didn't even think it. about it. Uh, there was like a campaign going. Like the, the pirates even got behind it. I feel like a little bit. Um, I think you might be right. I'm... Yeah, but no, I think it would have been cool. 
and like it would have been a cool way to honor him. The other thing, though, in like looking at it from just like a pure baseball standpoint, like from Major League Baseball, is I mean, the whole point of this game is it's marketing. Like you're 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 wanting to market this game and get people to play the game. And Tatis is one of those guys that is going to attract people to it. Um, so I, I, I totally understand their decision. I, I don't think going with Clemente would have been a bad move. But if, if we're if we're just if we're trying to market today's young talent and get people interested in baseball, Tats, you can't you can't go wrong with Tatis here. I'm not gonna lie, the retire twenty one, the Clemente stuff, it's gotten a little bit old over the last five years. So I get it. Everyone knows who Clemente is in Pittsburgh, but at some point it gets a little exhausting, at least for me. Where we're just we're we're a little overkill, hmm. like, and all the markets. Yes, we everybody knows Clemente was a great. He's got an award named after him. Great guy, but we don't have to bring it up every single year. Yeah, so I think we had this discussion before. Like, what's have. a good way to honor him? And yeah, I mean, I I think the retired number thing is is something that should be reserved for Jackie Robinson and Jackie Robinson only. I think, I think they, I think they honor Clemente a perfect amount right now. I mean, MLB network, their, their morning show studios named after Roberto Clemente, you know, Mm -hmm. studio 21, you've got Roberto Clemente day. You've got the Roberto Clemente award. I mean, they, I think they do a pretty good job of honoring him. Yeah. I guess I throw my two cents in here too. I'm kind of like with Jim. I feel like around Pittsburgh, there was a lot of momentum, but outside of Pittsburgh, is anyone, I don't want to say truly going to care to disrespect Roberto Clemente, right? But it's like, are they going to feel like, oh, wow, Roberto? Like, I guess, for instance, like when NBA 2, 2K was being released and it's like, let's get Kobe on the cover. Like, I felt like everyone felt that. You know what I mean? And that would be a great honor for him. And everyone around the country would be like, wow, that's so good. But I felt like with Roberto Clemente, that would have hit the home like with a lot of pirates people and Pits- people in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. but like someone in San Diego, someone in New York, someone in Miami or such, you know, seeing that, are they going to be drawn to it? So like Jim said to me, it's a marketing thing. I, yeah, it would have been a cool gesture. It would have been a nice honor to have Roberto Clemente on the show 21, but in all reality, that's also kind of what's wrong with baseball. You know, they're going like mm-hmm. the stars, like, you know, when Ken Griffey Jr. is still like your most famous baseball player and he hasn't played in like 20 years. Right. So to have Roberto Clemente on there also kind of feels like we're going backwards with the game. So yeah, Tatis Jr. With that, uh, that cover that they have on there. And also on top of that, like the interviews are having with him, he's embracing this. Like he wants to be the face of the game. We talk about trout, how good trout is. And it feels like he doesn't want that attention. Like you finally have someone who's really, really good, who's really, really fun, and he wants to embrace it. Like, give me all Tatis Juniors you can, right? So, just to bring this up, I've mentioned it plenty of times that yes, I coach baseball. So we have freshmen on our team right now that, while they are going through hitting instructions, if they have a wide stance, I will say, "Oh, you look like you learned from Albert Pujols." I had a freshman look at me and go, who's Albert Pujols? <laughs> if that does not tell you enough about where we're at right now with young, the younger generation in baseball, what more do you need to know? He probably thought you were making a joke about his poo hole. <laughs> but it's as not a just that, probably. though, either. Like... <laughs> like <laughs> But Come even, on, coach. That's my joke. <laughs> but even to throw that out, just like I'm in Ohio, a lot of Cleveland Indian fans ish. If I even talk to them, yeah, you guys just trade a Lindor. Like, who's that? Kids are not watching the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, it's I. We all know it but it's like a punch in the face whenever you actually talk to them and they don't even know who these guys are, especially those ones. I mean, it'd be something if you're like, it's like you are playing yeah. the sport and you don't know who we're talking about. Yeah. Right. 
No one's talking about like it goes Eric back Gonzalez. to the whole. It goes back to the whole issue that like baseball, they don't let other accounts tweet out their their gifs. They don't let other accounts tweet out, um, you know, videos. Instagram, they don't allow that stuff. Like, whereas like the NBA, and I will use that as an example because they're clearly the sport on the rise, right? Especially among young people. You can get NBA content anywhere, everywhere. Whatever you want to see from an NBA content standpoint is out there for you. And it's on the platform that you're using. And baseball is just not like that. And and it's it, it sucks because uh, I always go back to like when they shut down the Pitching Ninja account. Like yes. who in their right mind thought that that was a good idea? Like let's shut this guy's baseball. Twitter account down because baseball. he's using – yeah, because he's using – He's showing people just how filthy these pitchers are. We can't let this guy spread that information around. Like that was that was insane. It was one of the most insane things I've ever seen. And he would have drop drop boxes and like give them out. And it's not even so much of like, hey, look how cool, look how nasty these guys are. It's it's also like, look at this grip. He's tell he's helping yeah. and teaching young people how to play, how to pitch, yeah. pick up things. Mm-hmm. I mean, like what he is honestly doing for the game of baseball was so extraordinary, you know, but baseball is so short-minded, you know, as we keep talking about NBA, big picture, let's grow the game countries. We're going all over the world. Everyone share our stuff. Let's just make sure you see our product. Everyone sees it. You get into it. It grows, it grows, it grows. And baseball's like, no, we want our 13 cents on that GIF, right? That's what's more important to them. The 13 cents today Opposed to the dollar fifty tomorrow, and not it's it's not even just that it's they won't let in market streaming, and who is cutting the courts the most right now? Yeah, People our age who are having kids right now, You're right? People our People age, our you age. are murdering that entire. I mean, within a fifteen year window, yes, Leonardo, but. In all seriousness, though, oh, people right. from 40 to 25, those that's the group having kids right now. Guess who's not watching in-market baseball streaming right now? Mm-hmm. People at this age, because we're not buying cable anymore. I don't have cable. I'm going to illegally watch your games, and you know how many people aren't going to do that? 99%. I mean, actually, right before no, the show, I mean, we talked you're... about you know Jim and his, his Oculus that he apparently has. and. Yeah. You know, Jim, bring it up. I mean, you're talking about how the NBA, what they do, and it's like, and we're still fighting about baseball just, just being a, a decent stream. I live in Ohio when I can't even get the Pirates in market. Like, out now, of market. I, I, yeah, I will say this. Like, about baseball streaming technology, it's excellent. And that's why they were able to sell the technology, and it's being utilized by all these companies. So, like, what they came up with with MLB.TV is, like, an unbelievable product. But the, the fact that you can't watch your local team on MLB.TV is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like you're literally, you're, you're segregating the fans who actually want to watch you, right? The, the, the fans in your market, you're not letting them purchase your flagship product. Um, it, it's, it's mind blowing that that's a thing. And, and it seems like it's not going to change anytime soon. literally you are alienating the group that is cutting the court Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's unbelievable on this stream right now who has actual cable raise your hand perfect (laughs) i mean like we have cable do we have at&t no that got cut right yeah i mean i have have hulu live so i guess i have live tv but 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 still yeah i guess that's true i mean yeah but i i don't either i have I haven't, I haven't had cable in Boo-boo. 10 years. Boo-boo. <laughs> yeah, Whatever but that is. If you, yeah. But, and you're, Donardo, if you're in, if you move to Newcastle again, can oh, you God. watch Pirates? Nope. But right, sure right. You can't. Yep. Like, I live in Ohio and I cannot watch this team because I'm apparently in the Indians and the, well, the Cleveland baseball team. And the Pirates market. Ryan actually had that issue a lot, too, in Cleveland somehow, which, again, in Cleveland. He was on the outskirts of Cleveland, and it was like one year he got it, and the next year he couldn't. 
I had that issue too before. It depended on what part of the house I was in. Really? <laughs> your house that big? You were right, at one point, right yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when I was in Youngstown. Your life sucks, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, li- I lived in Youngstown. Watching games from the corner. It, it depended it depended on what part of the house I was in that I could watch it. And it was like, I hate this guy right here. <laughs> That's where we're drawing the line. Let's, let's put the I line in his living room. I was trying to give him 20 bucks a month for MLB TV. Like, I was trying to give him that. And they mm. wouldn't take it. They are like, no, nah, you can't. No, nah, Pirates out. They're like, he can watch it, but he's got to be sitting in the corner of this room. Yeah. Tyler had to go out and buy the 12-foot <laughs> HDMI cable. <laughs> and then I th- I think we had maybe two months of in-market streaming where if yeah. you had like direct TV with AT&T, you could log in and I think it lasted a year and they booted it. Mm. Well, they, they talked about that for a while and then they kept advertising it, but then everybody was like, how do you, how do you make this work? That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But it did not work at all. Jim's right. I mean, the app is great. Like all the features you can do with it. You know, I mean, watching dual games oh, at once, mm-hmm. you know, all, all the the highlights you get, you know, when you get notifications to that someone has yeah. like a no hitter or whatever. I mean, like the, the app is great. It's fantastic. And of course, for me, who lives in Jacksonville, I you know I can watch the games with it. I mean, it's why it's even more. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic for me. I've had MLB TV for mm-hmm. probably close to a decade now just to make sure, you know, I can watch the Pirates down here and such. So, like, of course, right, I get but, all that. But mm-hmm. right. For, for people like yourself, that's in the area don't have a cable like to not be able to watch your homegrown team. So are you going to watch another team or just choose to watch the NBA right now or hockey or whatever, something else. Or I'm going to watch the thing illegally on my fire stick. There you go. And And you're not getting a dime out of me. Deal with it. I mean, I do win out of that, but nobody really seems to put out the streams for Pirates games because they're pretty bad. And you know what bothers me tough. too? Every like pre, I want to say preseason because it's the offseason, but it's before the season starts. You know how MLB sends you that uh, that survey of like the things and like the options you want to see from MLB TV for the upcoming year? Every single year there's a box you can check that says in-market streaming. And every year mm-hmm. we all check it and every year we never get it. It's ridiculous. Like, like, what's the point of the survey? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's another case of the MLB looking at the short term rather than long term because they're looking at the short term with their TV contracts where the, they want AT&T. They're trying to protect them, but they're, it's another hit long term. But both can win. You know? I mean, so, like, like Tyler, for you, okay, for instance. I mean, if can they, though? If it's $120 for me to purchase this. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm outside the market. So, I mean, if it's $120 for me, what if it was an extra $30 a year for you to get the in-market thing, right? And then that's what MLB does. They split it or whatever. So, 15 goes in MLB's pocket, 15 goes in Mm AT&T's. I mean, is that not a win-win? And I think you'd be willing to pay the premium price for it. I would gladly give the MLB money if I were able to watch the pirates or the i mean hell the penguins are in the same boat the nhl is just as inept as the mob but well, i'd gladly the give them money technology exactly i would gladly give them money to be able to watch them without any issues of illegally streaming we'll just say i'm doing that i don't want to get fined Alleged, allegedly allegedly <laughs> yeah we're gonna get gladly, the app store yeah, I'd gladly give them money for that, but I can't do it. So instead, we're in the same boat of the MOB. They care about the short-term TV contracts, and then we end up in the same boat of where the hell are the young kids going to watch this? Nowhere, because people my age, Jim's age, not the Nordic's age, man, who have kids are not able to watch games anymore because we cut the cord. Can we actually talk about BAM Tech a little bit as well, too? And I guess the reason for that is, I mean, it was a hot topic, you know, a few years ago. And, of course, it was really hot because, obviously, 
the owners, you know, all getting fifty million dollars. So rainy day uh, fund that rainy day came. Anyone in Pittsburgh, you know, well, what are you gonna do that fifty million dollars? They better put it on payroll, right? We finally goes to the Dominican and such. But like, okay, so think about this. MLB creates they have Bam Tech, the streaming technology, which is we're talking about is fantastic. They did go ahead and sell it. I think it's funny because I forgot so much about like what's involved with this. I mean, they still have 25% ownership of it. And like with all the streaming servers that are coming out, I mean, we talk about NHL, like they're part of it as well. Disney, right? HBO plus, you know, like, like think about all the, the streaming servers that run off that. And MLB is getting 25% of this revenue. So again, as we're talking about MLB and MLB PA and all the fighting and how they're poor, like these streaming services are blowing up right now. And I know part of it's short-sighted, right? As Jim pointed out in the chat, like they should have just kept it. But regardless, like they're getting a 25% cut of all this stuff. I mean, MLB is not poor. That They're not going ESPN to be. Plus. They are not poor. They are not poor at all. All these streaming services are blown up, right? Mighty Ducks is coming on, ESP, uh, or is coming on uh, Disney Plus. Jim's excited about it. Jim's going to be watching the Mighty Ducks. And guess what? Rob Manfred's taking some of Jim's money for doing it. I hate that guy. Damn Rob Manfred. That guy's going my to Mighty be Ducks the experience. Death. <laughs> Rob Manfred's going to be the death of baseball. We're going to be soccer. We'll see. I mean, this this labor negotiation, which is another thing, kind of new, new I, news here. It's Jim, just feel, it's, what is the labor negotiation going to do? It's going to be so make kids bad. play baseball. It's going to be so bad. No, it's going to do the opposite. Because what's going to happen is you're going to have like no baseball at all for a year. I and know, but it's going to it's going to be bad. Baseball missed their boat during the NFL concussion issues. That oh, yeah. was the time that we pushed the hell out of baseball. Instead, basketball just took over. And now little five, six white kids like me think they're going to be NBA players. <laughs> like baseball. I mean, you could always go to Europe. The boat. Baseball again, has missed like, the boat so many yeah. damn times. They missed it during that. They missed it during the pandemic when they could have been back before anyone else didn't do it. Now we had to argue about who's going to make. 60% of their salary or 50% or how much, how much we're going to get paid for. They're going to miss it again. What are we doing? Your sports dead, but Hey, we, we put funny names on the back of our jerseys during the little league world series. So good for us. There's a reason we got a bunch I mean, of schools with 14 yeah. kids playing baseball. Now can't argue with you. Okay. So let's, let's transition to that topic. So, MLB hires Ken Griffey Jr., which I look at this and say, how did it take this long? How? But anyways, MLB hires Ken Griffey Jr. Is the kid being part of the game now? Like, is he going to help out? Is there really no. anything that he can do? Is this I mean, just something like, oh, day, it's cool we have him? Or is he going to like actually yeah. implement some change? At the end of the day... Rob Manfred's job is to make money for the owners right now. And he, he's doing that, right? I mean, he's doing his job, but at the same time, it's not doing anything for the future of the sport. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't really, like, I, I know they, they hired Ken Griffey Jr., but like Ken Griffey Jr. may, may give some, some tips as far as like how they should maybe market the sport to, to, to kids and, and, and young athletes. But at the end, like I said, at the end of the day, it's all going to come down to the dollars. Um, and I just don't know if they're open-minded enough to, to do anything about it. Like their whole, this whole thing with minor league baseball too, has been a cluster where they're, they're, they're essentially, they're trying to, you know, they're, they're trying to take control of minor league baseball essentially is what they're doing. Right. You know, they, they want, they want full control of the sport all the way through, you know, the, the ranks. Um, and in, in, in that same token, in that same sense, you now have 40 or so cities across the United States that used to have pro baseball in it. You could go to a pro baseball game for five bucks, have a hot dog, have some beer, 
and now you can't do it anymore. So it's, I, I think that's, that was a, a terrible th- decision this past off season. I, I really can't get behind anything baseball's done in, in the last few years. So I kind of disagree with that. Not totally. I mean, I agree with Jim about Ken Griffey, like Texas just hired Vince Young again. What's that going to do for their program? Not shit. <laughs> Go ahead and hire another guy that's used to be good. Good for them. In regards to them cutting minor league or trying to take over it, I think that helps the sport. I think in a regular fan's perspective, you need to shorten the minor leagues because they need something to look forward to. This can't be a four or five year wait and see what happens with everybody we draft. The NFL, it's who we draft. Let's see what they do. Instead, with baseball, we got to wait a long time. And a rebuild takes so long in the MLB that a normal fan doesn't want to wait that long. See, I don't think what they're doing, though, is going to have anything to do with player development. Like, I don't think what they're I doing is going to make people that. get – I don't think people are going to get to the majors faster just because they cut out short season A ball. But I – at the end of the day, I think that's the big thing that really does need to happen to help baseball is that we cut out the 18 steps that it takes to get a guy to Major League Baseball. Teams need to, fans need to be able to look at their draft and realize. So the only way to do it's that common. Though, is to it's get common. rid of the only way to do that though is to get rid of Major League Baseball players because then you're you just what you would then do is you're getting I don't care 28 and 29 year olds and you're now replacing them with 20 and 21 year olds who aren't as good right well it, it, let me let me counterpoint here a bit I, I think there's a an in-between okay I, I think obviously there's a true reason for development in baseball right so it's not as if some guys can be in playing at 19 years old like there has to be there is a development track but how many guys do we see that we feel could be playing, but because financial reasons, they're not. And that's why they're delayed even further. So I think in between a little yeah. bit, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying, Jim. I don't think this speeds up the development process. However, I do feel that there's probably quite a few players in the minors that could be playing right now, but they're not due to control reasons. Okay. I mean, yeah, so at, that's a, like, I mean, that's a different If you issue. draft a guy, so. we're looking at, they're 18 years old. If I'm a fan of the, the Pirates right now, which I am, we draft an 18-year-old, we're looking five years down the road. And, and I'm, again, I just want to be, you know, yeah. the opposite, opposite side here. Right. In NFL, how long do you have to be out of call or how high school to be in the draft? It's, it's you're, talking about, you're talking about instant gratification. You know, you're talking about how NFL, you get to see the guys right away, but those guys aren't being – Drafted at 18 years old, either. But right. the difference is the NFL basically has a built-in minor league system in college football. Right. College okay, football well, is the NFL's minor leagues. All it, right. Well, let's the, flip it and call it the NBA. Then they wait one year. They're ready. Draft them. Then what happens? They're on so your team again. It's I again, don't have to a, wait five again, years for my guys. The development is the mm-hmm. issue because you can draft the best 18-year-old in baseball. And that 18 year old doesn't know how to throw a changeup, right? So like you, 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 if you're an 18 year old pitcher and you throw 98 and you've got a devastating curveball, guess what? You probably can't throw a changeup because it's a Ooh, really freaking hard pitch to throw. Like there aren't 18 year olds out there with devastating changeups. That's a pitch that you have to learn in the minor leagues. It takes you two to three years to get a feel for it, right? Same thing with hitters. Like you have hitters who are drafted or come from the Dominican at a young age, they may tear up single A ball, but then when they get to double A and they face pitchers who have better sliders, they have better changeups. It takes them a while to adjust. You can't take the best 18 or 19 year old in baseball and throw them into the major leagues because they're going to get dominated. A 30 year old pitcher with a wicked slider is going to be able to dominate any 18 or 19 year old kid. I understand that, but we also need to find a way to make the teams that are at the bottom of the barrel feel like they have a shot the next year because until we do that fans of teams like the pirates are going to wait four years watch their guys get groomed and then where are we at or where we're at right now yeah 
And then we got teams I mean, like a lot the, of things yeah, I think you, that need to be yeah. changed in baseball. And I yeah, think yeah, most right. of it is just the financial structure. So much of the financial structure mm-hmm. of baseball is just so well, weird. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. That's, that's a key thing of it. But we're also like, look at the Cleveland Browns. Their fans feel like they have a chance every year. Yeah. Well, they're better. Yeah. But it's also because they're, of the financial structure. The, the Cleveland Browns get I the know. same amount of money as the Dallas Cowboys and the New England But Patriots. they also make a dra- – they draft every year and feel oh, like, you know, what, these are yeah. the guys that are going to make the change right now. But the, that's why the my Cleveland argument Browns always has been too. To like, it, there, they're able to go out there and get Odell Beckham. They're able to go out there and get um, Kareem Hunt. Like they're able to go out there and get these guys – and be and pay them because they because of the of the revenue the, 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 the just the economics of the sport in baseball mm-hmm. it's just that's just not it's not possible yeah and I, I mean look at us right now we're pirates fans what do we have to look forward to next year absolutely nothing altoona <laughs> yeah minor leagues like but we that's have what I'm to saying. look forward this is my to argument too. like yeah. when it comes to nfl it's just incompetency like your team being terrible is just solely incompetency. Like you don't have a financial reason to be as well. Where in baseball, you you literally do have that reason. You know, you can say all day that nobody can spend more money, and that's true. But it doesn't matter. He'll never, you know, the Pirates will never be able to spend as much as the Yankees ever. So it's not it's not a fair game in baseball. Period. Point blank. So it's not just incompetency. You know, it can also be financial reasons. And the NFL, if you're if you're not a good organization, it's just because you're not a good organization. That's it. Yeah, and that's why the NFL yeah. rules supreme. And I, I agree. And also NBA. You know, I agree. I mean, yeah. I, I'm for the the cap. I really am. I think it just makes the sport better. It really does. But if I'm a player right now, I don't want the cap. If I'm one of the best ones in the league, when I can make three hundred some million, but do I also want to go into this. Maybe I think now get, we are getting to a point though, where I think we're capping out. Well, we're capped out because of the luxury tax threshold, and teams aren't going over that anyways. They're treating that. But as I a think, cap. yeah, I think what I think what you know could benefit players right is right now, if you do have you know, a stud, right? How many, how many teams can actually go out there and afford to sign Garrett Cole? Like when Garrett Cole was a free agent, how many teams legitimately were in the Garrett Cole sweepstakes where they were like, okay, we can offer this guy three. 12 years, $400 million, yes. right? There's not a whole lot of teams who can do that. The Angels, the one thing that, it, yeah, the, one thing that cap, the one thing that cap structure can do is, yeah, maybe no team spends more than 200 and, $20 million or something, but then you also don't have any team spending less than 160, right? So you've got, you've got teams like the pirates and the Indians and the Marlins that are spending $50 million right now. You're adding a hundred million dollars to their payroll, right? Um, so, so they're able to actually be in the mix for some of these guys. So I think that's, yeah, I think, so I think from the player standpoint, I get the idea of like not wanting to have a cap. You don't want to have a cap on your revenue. You know, if you're in a job and you're going into your job, you don't want, you don't want to have a, a cap. Right. Um, but being able to also have a floor and complete revenue sharing, I think in the end, it could ultimately lead to more spending overall. Right. Maybe you don't have the Dodgers and the Yankees spending as much, but you've got other teams spending more and it evens out. So and there, there are so many issues that go into it. Like during a, we just went through a pandemic teams are oh, yeah, spending yeah. much less, but the thing that baseball is going for them, they got to keep the guarantee money coming. It's not like the NFL where you can just cut a player and call it a day, but they have that going for them. But I mean, you so can still, you, you can, can still, I mean, NBA is guaranteed. I know. Well, I'm just saying compared to the NFL, True. They have guaranteed money coming in the re- coming their way, so that right. part works in their favor. And also, we're talking about maybe what? What are we? Ten, fifteen players that are making buku bucks, and that's what yeah. I was going to get. What about the like those? Guys. What about the Garrett Cole when he's in his first year and throwing a three twenty two ERA, and he passed up a lot of money with the Yankees to go to the Pirates, who are paying him bare minimum salary. 
And that's what I was getting to. I mean, it's like those those guys, like your Trouts, right? Your your Garrett Coles. I mean, like those guys, they might might right be affected because they don't have an unlimited amount of funds that they can be received by whomever they want to throw at them, right? But I feel like it's it's the other guys that are being. I mean, like you're seeing not so much maybe the second tier. I mean, the mid tier, like you know, the, the guys that keep getting those one year deals squeezed out. You know, like the majority, like the everyday man in baseball. You know, the, the person that's not getting that big time contract once they go through the RB years. You know, I just feel like they're 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 really being affected right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you I'm can trying see to think that. of a guy off the top of my head. You can see that. I mean, you look at somebody like Mike Moustakis, Yasmani Grandel, right. right? Like those guys had to go and take one year deals. Yes. Um, with the Brewers because no one else would actually give them a multi-year deal that made sense for them. So, you know, you've got these people going out there signing maybe more lucrative one-year deals than they would get over a course of a, of a long period of time. But like, you can't tell me that Yasmani Grandel wouldn't have been deserving of like a six-year, $130 million contract in right. the year that he signed a one-year, $18 million deal. That's a great point. Are you telling yeah. me Garrett Cole was worth three hundred and? I forget, $322 million, I think, three hundred thirty yeah. something like that, $330 million, but Grandal was only worth $18 million. Like, that was the separation of them two? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely not. You know, but it's guys like Grandal and Moustakis that are really, really, really getting affected. And to Jim's point, I do feel like, I mean, the, the Yankees could probably find a way to have a Garrett Cole and that contract in there, you know, with a cap. And, and you're just, you're, you're constructing your roster differently. But I feel like you'll be able to, and it's more competitive. And right, you don't have the Yankees spending $200 million. And then the Pirates having 30, 36 million or whatever it is right now, 40 million. You know, the Pirates would have to spend 100 some plus million dollars. So it was like everyone's getting paid. And I get it. It's a socialistic approach. But Tyler said this over and over again when we had our show in the Rose Dugout. It's like when it comes to sports, we just feel like the best way for sports to run and be to grow the game is to have a socialistic approach to it. Yeah. You know, I mean, NFL's but- king. NBA is doing well. Like they all have these caps and then baseball's with all, all the problems. And, and here's a lot of the problems. And there's all a lot of financial stuff. And it's like, if they would really get on board with all these other leagues and come together in that sense. I feel like they could really grow the game because you could have teams like the pirates, right? As the Steelers do, the Steelers are very successful. Same market. They are, they have the ability to be successful the, in this market. Like look at the penguins. Like another one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. The Penguins are the prime example. They were almost bankrupt. Yeah. They were I mean, saved by sharing, a draft pick. Revenue sharing saved the Penguins. Because, yeah, they got yeah. saved by the draft pick, but they also couldn't have kept that draft pick without revenue yeah. sharing. Like, like, they were they halfway have the to Kansas City. Trade. <laughs> right. Exactly. But, I mean, if you look at in baseball, look at a guy like Tommy Pham. The guy is almost a seven-win player a few years. He's made $18 million in his career, and he's played for seven years. He's 32 years old. Yeah. Yeah. No, Are you I'm going saying, somewhere like, with this, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so I mean, it's I, one of those things where, I'm like... I'm saying I, a guy like that. Yeah. yeah, so what you're saying is, like, Tommy Fan. Tommy Fan probably needs to be... Des- Arbitration to make more him. money. Right. Yeah. Right. Arbitration has absolutely right. killed him. Yeah. Because he's been locked in a six-year contract, basically, making bare minimum, and now he's made eighteen million. Yeah, I know eighteen million is a lot of money, but in the grand scheme of things, if he's a free agent three years ago, he makes a really lot of money. No. And you and, say it's and, a lot of money, I, but in relative yeah. to what? I mean, it's a lot of money, but right, it's it's more money going in all these you know owners' pockets. Because they're not paying these guys. So again, who are you really fighting for? The millionaires or the billionaires? I'm arguing on your side, Donardo, saying that he does. No, no, he I has not are. made his worth. No, no, I'm, I'm agreeing God, with he's you. So I'm, stupid, I'm, isn't he, Jim? I'm literally, I'm agreeing with no, your I'm point. That's you. what I'm, I'm saying. I'm putting in another <laughs> aspect. I'm talking to the people that you mentioned. All you know, yeah, we're talking about millionaires. Oh, I'm saying yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I understand, like. People can say, like, oh, it's $18 million. I'm, let me cry for him. But, I mean, reality, right. and it's more billions in the owner's pocket. That's the problem. Right. And I, right. At the end of the day, always, you're watching, yeah, you're watching yeah. the game of baseball. You're watching the players on the field. 
I, I'm all for the players getting as much money as they deserve because that's who I'm watching. It's entertainment. They're the ones providing the entertainment. If I'm spending money, I want that money spent on the entertainment, not going to the guy just sitting in the booth, right? So I, I think we all kind of agree on that. Um, so, but but no, I think I think there's so many problems with the game right now. Obviously, economics is one of them, and I just don't I don't even really know the best way to fix it. I think I think you know maybe a full full revenue sharing would probably fix it, but like that's not even in the equation right now. It's the owners don't want it. The players don't want it. No one wants it other than the fans of small market teams. Right. Because like the Dodgers, Dodgers fans don't want it. Yankees fans don't want it. They're cool with right. the way the system is right now. Of course it's um, in their so favor. Yeah. So it's one of those things where like, all right, are you going to change the game for the fans of your less popular teams? They're just, they're not, they're not in a hurry to do that right now. It's something I've I've, I've said before too. Uh, like as far as the cap, I would still be cool with a luxury tax. Like not even I'm at a hard floor, but a soft cap. I mean, you still have the ability to go wherever you want. And you're just taxed. I'd be cool with that. I mean, it's also more revenue sharing for the other teams than right. I think it just all comes back to the fact that the MLB has not looked towards the future whatsoever. They are year to year right now. They haven't looked we're at just it gonna, successfully. We're I mean, we're looking at, you know what? We're making enough money. We'll figure out next year, next year. I don't know if they're going to figure out next year, next year. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the, all that thinking has gotten us to this point where next year is coming up next year. And I don't know if we're going to figure it out. And I mean, the one thing I think the MLB has done well is guarantee money, but because I go back to one guy in the NFL, Alfred Morris, that rushed for a metric F ton of yards. The guy hasn't been paid like ever. So the MLB does do that correctly, but we're also got a bunch of guys that, I mean, you could be a Cy Young candidate in your first year and then fall off a cliff and you make absolutely nothing. Yeah. Hopefully you had a good signing bonus. $530,000. Yeah. Hopefully you had a good signing bonus. If not, Good luck. And anybody that complains about it, would you like to go to your boss the next day as the best employee and be like, you know what? He's making enough. I'm good with where I'm at right now. Thanks, guys. No. Right. I'm going to bitch. I'm going to bitch all day. So 2022 season. Good talk. Yeah, you is it happening? I honestly, I'm going to say yay, but it's short. If the, 2020, it's, it's if the 2022 season was a stonk, would you invest in it or would you short it? I'm shorting that thing. <laughs> I am shorting that stock. That is for, yeah. So you I'm guys shorting. are a bunch of hedge fund uh, investors, huh? Yeah. Short I'm, the hell I'm out calling of my hedge fund manager and we are shorting the 2022 season. I am uh, shorting. I am hoping everything gets shortened until <laughs> 2023 when the Pirates might actually be competitive again. I brought up the point if, the tw- if, yes. if we tank this year, right? We tank this year, we lock up the, the number one pick for 2022. Then, um, you know, then next year gets canceled. <laughs> then, then we're then we're looking at three straight number one overall picks. Which hey, love it, knows. I love it. <sighs> Let's do it. Know. Let's I, cancel the next three years. I have a feeling the season, like if I'm if I'm being real here, I think the season gets delayed. I don't think it starts on time. I just I just think both sides are going to dig in their heels. I um, do. Yeah, I I don't think they're going to come to agreement in time to start the season. But I, I think something eventually gets put in place, you know. So, so I could see maybe a, a June first opening day, you know, like a hundred game season type of deal. We might have like three straight June first opening days. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I it's going to be twenty twenty all over again. It's going to be prorated. Then they're going to we're going to have a season, but then they're going to battle out what that season's going to be, what they're going to get paid. Right. I mean, they're doing that this year. 
That's what I'm saying. They're going to work out the CBA, but then CBA gets worked out, like you said, in June 1st, and then they're battling out how they're going to pay that season and how many games are going to fit in again. So they're going to battle that part out also. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like these two sides. All the fans blame. Well, you know who they're going to blame. We saw it with the NFL. You already know who they're going to blame. They're going to blame the blame blame the greedy players. They're going to blame the greedy players. We know what's going to happen. And you can already see now. You got some of the media is already kind of in the owners' owners' pockets. Like they're they're already carrying their flags. It's gonna. It's and there's some media members who who are definitely you know more on the the side of of the labor, right? But there's some there's some guys out there where they're just you know the owners are doing no wrong. How how is how can the players not agree to this you know, this this type of thing? Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure obviously there's there's truths on both sides and, and whatever. And, you know, I, I just again, like I just feel both sides just despise each other. And it does it like yeah. just knowing that that's what the owners want. Right. I, that's the proposal. So I had to back it down no matter what, because that wasn't ours. And mm-hmm. they just can't come together. And it's um, it's 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 built to this way. Like you can't blame one side. It's built to this way. It's just the way this is it's progressed and progressed. And this pandemic did not help at all. And that's what that's what bothered me so much, knowing the CBA is coming up. How, again, short-sighted, right, MLB was, knowing this is coming up, how you wanted to, like, just strangle every penny out of the players, you know, to recoup that, when you know it's just going to create more bad blood, and the CBA comes up, and here we go all over again. And where are we at now? Exactly to that point. I mean, well, it goes it, of, it goes yeah. back to a lot of the people who defend owners, right? And they say, you know, he's running a business. They're 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 the ones shouldering all the all the they're the ones shouldering all the responsibility. They they've got all of the you know everything falls on them. If if something fails, it's their business, right? And then you know they they've been operating this business that way cautiously, where they're not spending all their money, and then all of a sudden something happens where you know what it does fall on them. Like they're the, they're the owner of the business. It's their job to make sure that it, it works. And they then took all that and just deflected it to the players saying, Oh, now the players don't want to work with us when this whole time, the owners have just not been operating in good faith for the better part right. of a decade now. Um, and it's, it gets me worked up. <laughs> I just love the fact that they propose like the universal DH again. After a bunch of guys get released right. because there was no universal DH, so you just lost like late. probably like <laughs> ten jobs. And uh, yeah, we're in February, so we're not gonna really be concerned with that. We've already planned for this year. Like teams aren't gonna go out and sign a uh, DH right now. Mitch Moreland got released for three million dollars. <laughs> right, he would have been a useful DH. Maybe if we bring that up back in August. No, we'll bring it up in February. We'll pass that. Pitches and catches are reporting in a few weeks. <laughs> oh, guys, but, but here's we'll give you an extra few playoff game checks. You go with that? Cool. And we'll cut the season by seven games, eight games, whatever. Woo. Well, the other thing, too, they were, they were cutting the length of the season in terms of games, but they were taking away off days. So it's like they, they were – they were delaying the just, season. It's what, just the whole a, a thing. Month, I mean, there's, they were only taking six games away, eight games away. There's a CBA already in place. There's no reason right. anything has to change this year. So by the owners, you know, doing this and the players accepting it or trying to do something, negates the CBA. And now it's 2020 all over again. Like there's no reason anything has to change right now. That's why I'm all for the players did. There was no reason they had to, they had to give up anything. What's benefiting them? Like Tyler said, oh, they get a DH? It's too late. It's too late for that. It's a little late for that one. (laughs) Right. You know? Free agents have been signed. So you're right. I mean, screw that. I'm going into the season. We're going to have a normal season. Be ready this November. Because hell wrath fury. (laughs) We are reporting for spring training in like a month. Not even. (laughs) So... Like two weeks. May, yeah, but when this came out, though, it was yeah. it was yeah. this week. <laughs> yeah, was it this week? I don't know. It was like Sunday. Times blurred together. Yeah, but 
All right, here we'll give you the universal DH. Right, Matt Caps. How uh, many double headers? Those ain't easy, right? I mean, yeah. Even them cutting. Like, out imagine the seven- being a GM right now and just being like, "Uh, you're really gonna give a universal DH right now?" Mm-hmm. I've already assembled my team. What did we see last year? Right, as as Jim said, you're short in the season, so less days off. Right, if you have to miss games and skip games, which I'm sure you're going to see this year. I mean, there's still. I understand there's a vaccine coming out and rolling out, but it's right. it's not fully out there. I mean, you're probably going to miss games. So, right, now you have all these double headers, less days off, and you're doing over in a full season now, not just 60 games. Why would the, why would the players agree to this? Right, especially when there's already, like, 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 there's already an agreement in place. Like, it's, <laughs> the season is already laid out. They're entitled to play that, you know, you know according to the CBA. There's, there's no reason why it needs to change. Jim, nope. we're giving you a month off, basically. So go ahead and take this universal DH after we already. <laughs> right. And they throw out the universal DH in exchange for this expanded playoffs thing. <laughs> and, you know, the expanded playoffs benefits ownership way more yeah. than it does players. Right. Um, and, and again, going back Which to they're the trying whole, to recoup. Yeah. And, and it, it goes back to if there's more this is a 162 game season like that that's one of the things i really appreciate about baseball is like at over the course of 162 games the cream rises to the top like they're bad teams don't make the playoffs right everyone in the playoffs is a good team um, don't get to so, washington Redskins. yeah well, or the football team <laughs> yeah but, well, so. but as far as <laughs> as far as yeah as far as um as far as that goes i said it just the more teams that are eligible for the postseason means the less incentive the teams have to spend money to make their teams great. So like I said, what's the point of trying to win 95 games when 85 games gets you the same, gets to the same spot. Like it's, mm-hmm. I think it's a bad, bad, bad thing for a few different reasons. I, I hope that's something the players don't cave into. I agree. I don't think they didn't. So hopefully they don't in the future. I mean, as fans, yeah, I would like an expanded playoffs, but in their shoes, you got to give me a little bit more. Now, if there again, if there was a cap and a floor, that wouldn't be a big deal because you're not that's, worrying about spending that's a different money. Different story. Yeah, yeah, could be different. But you that. can't just you can't just give me a few extra game checks. Can we also not have a one game day. wild card playing? Like, can that? Can yeah, we stop with that? that. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd be, be down with making like a three game, making that like a three game series. That would be like go three and then five and then seven. Yeah, I mean after 162 games and then you get rewarded by one game and then you lose that. I know it hits hard, you know, watching the Pirates yeah. for a few years, but yeah, even if it wasn't the Pirates, that's that sucks. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we when, when, I mean, we were a 98 win team in 2015, and we were one and done. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Bumgarner. Thank Thanks, you, Jake, Jake Arietta. Thanks, guys. Madison Bumgarner. Their team was awesome, though. It was for like oh. three days. All right. All right. I think so. I think we talked enough there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It is exciting. exciting. The one game is super exciting. I will say that. I mean, that's two, that 2013 wild card game was <clears throat> one of the best sporting events I've ever. Played. Yeah, and 2014 was exciting for about two innings. Well, well, I mean, actually, I agree, for about a day before exciting, but is it worth the trade off of the next day? Because <laughs> that was very depressing. Uh, I thought. <laughs> When you find out Edison Volquez is starting for you, I think that should be enough. Or you're well, like, okay, we're screwed. Yeah, I mean, it makes a good point. That's, I mean, I don't think it, I don't think it would have mattered in that case. It would, enough, I don't think, but I don't think we scored. I like to go back to it. I don't know, but that's just not. It's also just not baseball. I don't know. I get uh, or watching one game is rough for me. Dexter Fowler score and be like, oh boy, we're not scoring on Arietta. All right, y'all. I don't want to be reminded of that. We'll be out of here. Yep. All right. I think we're so. back. We're back next week. 
We'll see you guys later. Thanks for joining. Bye-bye. Later, guys. Thanks, Scouts.